amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Ray and Tay today. Uh, yes, Sports Radio's on. Talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA. MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray, tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and we are hyped up to talk some sports. Give us a call, 718-664-9098. Like always, shoot us the, the social media tweets, likes, whatever it is, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Check out the website, rayandtaytoday.com. Also, shoot us your emails. Who are you picking in the NBA playoffs? What do you like? Your thoughts on TiVo, the Tigers, the Yankees, anything. Today at gmail.com. We'll get back to you, and we love being interactive. Ray, we got to start off from really yesterday, and everybody listen, calm down. We'll get to Tim Tebow with the Eagles. He is still a four-string quarterback presently, so we're not going to start the show with him. I'm sorry. Ray, which big three impressed you most yesterday? The Clippers with Jordan, CP3, and Blake Griffin beating the Spurs, or the expected victory of the Cavs, but the first time you see Kevin Love and Kyrie in the playoffs, with LeBron James. I think it was the Cavs because really for the Clippers, it was really the big two. It was really Paul (laughs) and Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. You know, he did intimidate in the first half, had a bunch of block shots, which really affected the game. You know, that reminded me of Patrick Ewing in his days Ah. at Georgetown when people were just scared (laughs) to to shoot the ball. He had him kind of shook, right? He did. He did. He did, but I know I, I I we'll get to that game in a sec. But in yeah, terms yeah. of the big three, I like uh, I really like what I saw out of Cleveland, and you know they've been waiting for Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. You know what you'll get from LeBron. So the question is, will the other two play like stars? And Kyrie Irving has, for the most part, Kevin Love has been a little more inconsistent, and they have to find their roles, especially in the playoffs. So. I was happy for Cleveland and for Cleveland fans to see that big three play really well in their game one victory. Well, you know what was really impressive about it, too? There were moments where they got a little tested. And I'll just say, I mean, we'll talk about the game that's playing now with the, you know, Bucks and Bulls and their game one, but... I, overall, the Celtics and the Bucks, they're not that bad, even though they didn't have great records. When I'm watching these guys, I'm like, you know what? They are building it uh, sort of the right way. So the Celtics, I mean, Olenek looked good. You saw Marcus Smart, Isaiah Thomas, you know, Bradley. He sort of kind of hit his ceiling, you know, in terms of being a player. It might have been better a couple of years ago. But, I mean, I thought that they definitely, you know, look, I'm, at one point it was 40 to 40. 
you know, they had a big lead and lost it and then down by eight and then they, you know, come back again. So I was impressed. But 19 and 12 from Kevin Love. And, Ray, I don't know if Cleveland wins the title, if he leaves or stays, or I don't know if he's just here for the one year. But I got to say, Kevin Love has been pretty darn good for less shots, less minutes. Yeah, we all kind of knew that he wasn't a great defender. But my man in playing the third role, he's done his best Chris Bosh imitation for not being as athletic as Chris Bosh. But still, 19 and 12 on the humble? You gotta love it. And Kyrie, what can you say about Kyrie? I mean, a lot of people are saying he's the tenth in the top ten best players right now in the league. Would you agree with that? I'd have to go down the list, but my gut feeling says yeah. he's not that Pretty? he's not that tall. He's not that high. He's not that tall. Not that high on the list. <laughs> he's probably the next ten, or maybe uh, ten really? to fifteen, because he hasn't because he hasn't done it consistently, and I don't know how he is without LeBron, and he doesn't seem yet. Well, well you've seen him without LeBron better. last year. Yeah, but, but, but he's not a top-ten player based on last year coming into this year. So he had a couple 55-point games, and yes, he did. He's on the rise, Ray. You might he's be on the rise, but to boy. be a top-ten, to be a top-ten player means that you're up there with, with Durant and Westbrook and, uh, you know, my man, Anthony Davis, LeBron, Harden, Harden Steph Curry. Curry. I mean, I think he's close. He's I'll say this. He's top he's five close. point guards. Yeah, sure. Right? Maybe number three. Ten, but that doesn't put him top ten overall. No, 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 no. Listen, I heard a couple guys, you know, say this over the weekend. I didn't know if I agreed with it or not, but I definitely wanted to bring it up because we're at the point where it is a conversation. And you gotta like, you know, really break it down because other guys are dwindling right now. Where do you put Mello? Is Mello even top ten? You know what I mean? Where do you put Mello? Will D Rose ever got Blake take Griffin. spot in the top ten again? Yeah, Blake Griffin so needs to win two or three playoff series to get, uh, <laughs> you know, his status <laughs> elevated. Is Dwight Howard still a top ten player? No, uh, he wasn't no. this year. I would but, say you know, no. If, if Dwight Howard comes back healthy. Uh, and, and is ready to go next season, is he still a top ten? Dirk Nowitzki has left that list probably last year. Oh, so definitely. you're right. Yeah. Kobe Bryant left that list a couple years ago. So there's a bunch of guys that are on their way down, Tim Duncan. So this is yeah. a time for these young kids. You know, where does a guy like uh, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge sit, right, especially if he loses in the first round of the playoffs? But, you know, is LaMarcus Aldridge a ton top of, ten Ton player? of game ton of talent. You're right. It, 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 it's definitely hard. So we like the Cavs and what they did um, in that game. And, you know, obviously when you look at what the Clippers did, you know, I got to toot my own horn. The, the three differences that we have in the playoffs, Tay is 1-0 on all of them, Washington, the Clippers, and Houston. So with the Clips, what did you, what did you feel? Because to me, really watching that game – I feel that, like I said, Ginobili's not Ginobili anymore. Parker's, I don't know if it's completely healthy or he, he, he just seems flat. I think Griffin is too talented and athletic for Duncan right now. And if DeAndre Jordan can continue to rebound, forget the free throws and the hack of Jordan, which is, you know, it's, they need to take it out of the game. I'm sorry, it's annoying. I don't like watching it. But, you know, I think that, Crawford and Reddick and, 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 and Austin Rivers playing some quality minutes. 
I really do. Now, the question I, I threw out there is, will this go seven games? But I think the Clippers can win this series. I really do. Well, they can definitely win this series, right? They won 57 yeah. games, and they have every reason to be the number two seed in the West. You know, they were they were technically three, I guess, yeah. the three seed, but they could they were the second best team. You could argue, and but everybody two or six could argue they're the second best team in the West. But <laughs> at the end of the day, they played as well in this, especially in the in the what end of the second quarter all the way into the fourth quarter the Clippers played about as well as as they could and the Spurs missed a lot of open shots and some of it was DeAndre Jordan's intimidation and some of it was just missing shots so yes the the Spurs are going to hit the wall at some point and maybe it's this series maybe it's next series but or maybe it's they get one more year out of this, and maybe they go to the Western Conference Finals. They will hit the wall. This team is old. This team is ready. Yeah. I just am not sure it's going to be this series. So you give them three more days to prepare for game two. All they need to do is sneak one game, and you know what they say, the, the, the game, a series doesn't start until the home yeah. team loses. So That's right. They could. Look, if you told me the Clippers could win in five or six, I'd say, you know, it's possible, possible. This Clippers team, we I predicted them to go to the finals. So yep, nothing would surprise me, but believe that the Spurs will come out ready to play and they will shoot exceptionally well in game two. So Yeah, Bellinelli and Danny the, Green, they gotta they gotta step up. I mean, but I they do. just didn't hit shots. Those are shots that they usually yeah. hit. Dial missed a bunch. Uh, Green missed a ton, uh, and you're right. Tony Parker is the one guy that's that's a little bit vexing to me because he, he's not right. I don't think he's physically yeah, right, no. and and you know they don't let it you on. You can see it. Yeah, yeah, they don't let it on, but he's not right between his hamstring and his. He's just he's not who he needs to be. And Chris Paul, when he decides to be Ooh. the MVP, Chris Paul, he is a he handful. Nasty. He is definitely a handful. How about the, some of the precision passing? I mean, yeah, CP3, man, I, I, you love to see it. So now let's talk about a little controversy in this Blazers-Grizzlies series, something about the Blazers uh, having a sign, an anti-Spanish sign. Uh, you know, it's a shame. You can't get into that stuff. But with the Blazers having all the injuries and maybe a follow can come back next game or sometime in this series, and the Grizzlies still, you know, Conley and Allen banged up. You you get, you know, Bino Udrick stepping up. Um, Bino. Gasol, uh, yeah, man, Bino does his thing. And um, I really like, you know, Vince Carter has been kind of off all year, so I don't know if you're going to get much from him off the bench. 186, we both think the Grizzlies are just too much. And I think, unfortunately, this is not – Lillard did not have a good game, but this is not a real – representation of the Blazers because Wes Matthews is their guy I don't care what anybody says he was their only you know he's their best two-way player offense and defense and he's a good shooter and and then then Batum and follow I mean they're really banged up so what do you think about Gasol and and Randolph and just how the Grizzlies sort of looked in this this game and is it going to be a quick series it might be a quick series. I have a feeling that this Portland team is just not tough enough mentally to overcome the obstacles that they have, especially on the wing. And, 
you would hope for the Portland Trailblazers' sake that they could take advantage of the fact that Mike Conley's not there because they'll probably miss this series. He might even miss the next series. Um, yeah, they said four to six weeks, right? It's only second yeah, week. Yeah, so. second week. So you figure if this series is done by the end of this week, next week is next series, and he he'll maybe be be back for Western Conference Finals if they make it. But I just look at this Portland team, and it'd be a shame if they lose LaMarcus Aldridge. This team might effectively break up, or it might look different next year. But I just don't see this team with with the mental toughness yet. And I don't know. I look at their individual players, and they're very talented. And and Dame Lillard had that great shot against Houston last Houston year. Houston last year, round. yeah. But but do you look at this team and do you say this team is tough? This team can overcome adversity. This team can go no, win you're right. in Memphis. You know, I I don't see it. They need a you feel like it's a I don't know what it is. It's like a they need like a Carl Landry or a Draymond Green or I told you, I, I felt at the deadline them and the Clippers still should have made some moves. They, they you know, they made minor moves. Um, but nothing, you know, like I, I thought that whole follow thing is like fine. Another shooter, another guard. You need size, and and I I thought getting rid of Robinson was getting rid of more size. So I, I don't think they have that kind of lunch pail guy. And no, you're not going to get that guy at the deadline per se. That's a starter, but a eighth or ninth man in rotation to give you some solid minutes. You probably could have got him, and I think they needed to. So. Um, I think LaMarcus is gone, and I think it's going to be a shame because they have some of the most loyal fans in that stadium, in that arena. They fill it up all the time, you know. And um, But I, I could see, like you said, the West is so rough. Why wouldn't someone like, a, you know, maybe George, DeAndre Jordan could stay, but someone like a LaMarcus, he's like, hey, I'm getting killed out here in the West. I can't advance. Why don't I go East and, uh, you know, give it a different shot? Go with the Knicks, the Sixers, the Celtics, you know, somewhere. So we'll see. You know, we'll definitely see. But that was a good game one win for them. So the the other, the last game of Sunday, this one, kind of ugly. I don't think the Hawks or the Nets really wanted to win this game. Um, 99-92. The Hawks are beatable. And I'm sorry, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say it. I, that's why I, I picked this to go seven. Brooklyn, unfortunately, we 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 can almost say uh, say a goodbye song because Darren Williams is no longer. Uh, I mean, we've said this on the show that he's not probably a top twelve, top fifteen point guard anymore. But Ray, I mean, he can't even touch Jeff Teague. It, it's it's bad watching him. He's not the same guy. Joe Johnson was trying to do everything by himself, you know. You know, it's pretty amazing how, and I don't know if it's because he's a bigger guy and he carried a lot of weight and he had feet problems, ankle problems. Those ankles. Darren Williams hit the wall like a running back at age 30. I mean, he He had six good years and then boom. (laughs) Remember, he and Chris Paul were back-to-back picks. He came out of Illinois as a junior and Chris Paul came out of Wake Forest as a sophomore. And they were number three and number four. And we get on Chris Paul because we say, look, he was MVP caliber and he needs to get out of the first round. But think about how productive and how dominant Chris Paul is. And think about how Darren Williams last two, three years. And, and, and I hate to say it, but he left Utah, went to the net, signed the big contract, and had those ankle problems and never recovered. And it's like this guy was a top five point guard, a top 15 player, and now – you know, he's nowhere to be found. He's a he's a 
15 to 20 point guard in the league. Yeah, so not easy. I, yeah. I hope his career is not over. I hope he still has something in him, maybe another off season of, of getting healthy and, and maybe playing under Lionel Hollins. I don't know, but it's a shame. But didn't you I mean, feel like I mean, the Nets still had a chance? In this game, yeah, like they so, still—I mean, they still could have won. They still could have, and and I think that is a good thing for Atlanta. I think Atlanta needs to get scared a little bit. You know, they basically ran away and hid with the East, so they need to be pushed. They need to be because from now on, every series will be tough. And even though the Nets, like you said, the Nets have older veterans, and that's something that Atlanta doesn't have, especially when it comes to playoffs, right? Paul Millsap doesn't have a lot of playoff experience. Horford, who may miss a game, uh, doesn't have a, doesn't have much in the way of playoff experience. Jeff, That could really hurt them Horford. if he's hurt, Ray. You know, if Horford yeah, misses game look, two, that could... That could uh... They look different. But I'm saying this team, even when they're all healthy, they don't have a lot of playoff experience. They don't have a lot of playoff experience individually and definitely not playing together, right? So this team needs to get tested early because think about their next round. You know, they'll play the uh, the 4-5 winner, which will probably be, you know, uh, Toronto or 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 the uh, Wizards. Wizards. Teams, I'm saying those two teams, you know, have more playoff experience, and then obviously if they get to the Eastern Conference Finals, they'll, uh, they'll probably play a Chicago or a Cleveland team, and – they they really need to they really need to figure out how to win tough games and definitely tough games on the road. So uh so we'll see, but yeah, you're right. I don't know if neither team wanted to win. I just think that 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 these two teams are not really <laughs> built, you know, to excel in the playoffs, but we'll see. So looking at Saturday, let's start with those uh Raptors Wizards tipped off. This was um he uh, felt like both teams were offensively challenged. It was, you know, rough first quarter, 23-19. The one thing that I noticed is that <clears throat> Bradley Beal is slowly starting to work his way back, and I think he'll get right before the series is over. Your boy DeRozan and, and, and really Lowry as their, you know, star backcourt, I was pretty disappointed. I mean, Lowry obviously fouled out. It was Paul Pierce, which, you know, is the reason why I hung my hat on this team and this series. John Wall takes some horrible shots. I didn't like the shot um, going into overtime, you know, to win the game. He should have kicked it to Pierce. Um, But, hey, they win. And the thing is, Ray, it's the size off the bench. And savvy guys like Gooden and Serafin and then Nene is is getting back. Or Todd didn't even have a great game. So when he gets going, I don't think the Raptors have a shot. Jonas um, Vasilunas or whatever, he's not – Valanciunas, he's not – he's very inconsistent and he misses a lot around the rim. Um, You know, Amir Johnson's just coming back. And, you know, Hansborough's not really scoring. It's – I, I don't well, like you, you, Toronto. Ugh. Well, you said it, though. It's scoring, ultimately. You know, if you look at it, their starters for Toronto were so disappointing. You know, you didn't get hardly <laughs> anything out of that starting five. You know, if you look at it, Hansborough had four. Terrence Ross had six. Valanciunas had yeah. six. Kyle Lowry. Now, he's a point guard. He can <laughs> impact the game in many other ways. He had Yeah, and he's really good. But yeah. And it was really DeMar DeRozan was the only guy, and they needed Amir Johnson 
you know, and Patrick Peterson and your boy Grievous Vasquez and, and Lou Williams to come off the that, the, this, the shot from Grievous was huge. Oh, oh that three. That's yeah, that's that's your boy. That's my man. forever. <laughs> he's scrappy, though. You got to admit, Grievous is a scrap. He's had a pretty decent NBA career for a back, solid backup point guard, you know. It was, uh, yeah. That's a rough he, he game. That series could go 7 2. Yeah. It, but that series could, could go 7 2. Toronto has to find a way to score. I mean, they're, it's going to be, all of these games are going to be close. And, and, you know, Washington has guys who can light it up, and people like Paul Pierce that have playoff experience that can be clutch. I think that uh, if you else. shut DeMar DeRozan <laughs> down, then, yeah. hmm, Toronto might be in trouble. And I picked him to win the series. Yeah, no, I, I, I just don't I don't see it. I really don't see it for them. Um, I do see, though, the later game tonight, and the Warriors and Pelicans was fascinating basketball. You know, you're talking about running away with it. The Warriors ran away with the West, which is hard to do. They win this game a lot. You know, they, they definitely were up by 18. They were cruising for a minute. 106 to 99, but, you know, two guys for their first playoff experiences went off. The best, you know, best first time is uh, George Mikan, but Anthony Davis and, 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 your, and your boy Kyrie definitely went off scoring. What Davis did, and I think what was fascinating, when you watched it through the game, he kind of eased into it. He doesn't force and take too many shots. You almost want him to be a little bit more aggressive, and I think he will be game two because Tyreek Evans might not play, and you don't know about Drew Holiday. So it'll be interesting to see. They'll probably lose this and and wait for those guys to get back and then maybe win a game or two at home because I think the Pelicans, they started to get confidence in that second half, right? You felt it, the momentum, and the Warriors – I don't know. There's something like they always mess around and let teams come back or hang around. But Bogut looked good. Bogut looked good to me. So I thought that was a, well, a, a big key. key in Draymond Green, yeah. I mean, that's the key. Look, Golden State's going to win this series. So the question is, yeah. is this series going to take six or seven games, which I, I don't know if it will. And the other question is, how are these guys going to – show up later on in the playoffs. So Harrison Barnes needs to get his confidence and needs to remember that he's a great athlete and he can contribute in many ways. And, yeah. you know, Andrew Bogut needs to stay healthy, right? So they've got especially those two. And then you figure Andre Gudala coming off the bench yeah. and Sean Livingston. You know, they've got pieces. So now it's just a matter of getting these folks confidence and also playing together and playing in clutch situations but you're right uh new orleans with with their injuries it's going to be all about anthony davis i mean you know eric gordon can score a little bit and quincy pondexter can score a little bit but ultimately anthony davis has to do yeoman's work in this series just to keep the pelicans in it and he did yeah and it's almost and it, oh, and it's almost not fair. But he, um, I tell you, um, Omar Omar Sheik looked horrible in the first half defensively. He was playing like the Matador defense, and he's a pretty good defensive player. So I don't know, like like Anthony Davis said, they were all kind of nervous, but he like really looked nervous. One thing though, you notice that they might try differently in game two is maybe just start Davis and Ryan Anderson. You know, really to um, 
you know, pull them out a little bit and match up better with uh, Draymond Green. He didn't get much, or you know, they felt like David Lee hardly even played, you know, for the Warriors. This is the thing, though. Um, I'm going to throw this out there because we're going to talk about the game that's on now, the Bulls and the Bucks. Is Jimmy Butler climbing up the charts uh, as a two-way two-guard? You look at Harden and Klay Thompson, and, you know, Kobe's not, you know, Kobe's kind of injured, but is Jimmy Butler, like, he, he needs to start to be looked upon as uh, well, maybe watch top five? Bank account, or? one team will definitely look oh. upon him. And pay him yeah. very nicely. So he he'll be paid. Don't worry about that. The twenty five game one. Yeah, he was he was great, right? And he's playing tough, and he guards the best defender. He defends the best, you know, wingman. So yeah, he is. You know who he is? <clears throat> he is one of these t- legit two way players, like Ron Artest. I mean, different game, right? But mm. but the old Ron Artest before he was Metal World, where he is one of those. Few players that can really impact the game on both ends. Paul George, better example, can really right. impact the game on both ends of the court. And they had that little, you know, did you see they had the little brush up early in the game? And, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and uh, Jimmy Butler was right in there. He got his nose in there sticking up for Aaron Brooks. Uh, I like but, uh, that. I like he's, that. He's a great player. He's a great player, and look, I don't know if he's a star, so the question is, you know, beware if, if Jimmy Butler's your best player. Um, but on this No, team, but he could come to the Knicks and be a piece, right? I know, but he that's why the shame to the Knicks. leave. I, look, I'm oh, a Knicks fan, of course, but this, this, this Chicago team seems, except for the money that they may not have to pay him, but this, this team seems perfect for him, right? Thibodeau's a defensive guy, so he appreciates Butler's defense. They really, if you think about it, with Derrick Rose's health, they need he's Jimmy like, Butler. Yeah, he's a consistent number two guy. Perimeter scorer, yeah. And you really have their big three offensively is Gasol, Rose, and, and Butler. So game one, you know, Butler gets 25, Rose, I got to say, 23 and 7. It was, it was really nice to see D. Rose. He kind of was starting to remember who he is. He looked like himself, 103 to 91. Look, the, the Bucks are talented. It, you know, listen, we, we've both had injuries, and I think – you know, to have the confidence, but also, you know, the guy not only got injured, but got injured again and again. So, you know, maybe this time he's just going to be completely healthy and he'll have the confidence. He looked like he had it because really it's not about how he scores. You just want to see how he plays. I think uh, Kenny the Jet Smith was saying that on the show on TNT, and it's so true because if he's aggressive and penetrating, that helps out with the offensive rebounds, whether it's Gibson or Gasol, Noah, and you you just feel like Rose can get to the hoop. So to me, watch out. But you know what? You'd almost like to see this Buck team get a game. I don't think they can because the Bulls are just too talented and Miracek, my boy, and and just the whole team, Noah's getting better and healthy, and Gibson, and this team, Ray, I told you, this was the team that I picked to go in the finals against the Clippers, and we're going to be in such a treat next round, Bulls-Cavs, because you wish it would have been in the Eastern Conference Finals, but it might be one of the best semis we we ever could have. It's going to be great, you know, sort of like the old days when we used to see the Sixers and the Bucks in the semis, remember? <laughs> in the oh, 80s, yeah. uh, those, those are the classic semis. 
or, or or Celtics Hawks with Dominique and Bird. You know, these are these are all semis matchups. So, um, you want to give us an update? What's going on in this game two of the Bucks Bulls? It's uh well, they just started the second half, so it's forty one thirty eight Bulls. Okay, so, so Bucks basically are hanging around. Thirty nine thirty eight at halftime. So th- this is a close game. Let me ask you, they got the new emblem. Are you ready to go get you a Chris Middleton jersey? My man's got game, right? Well, I tell you what, this team, remember, had Jabari Parker for a quick second. So if you add back Jabari Parker, and this team is probably a pretty decent, uh, uh, you know, middle-of-the-road, first-round draft choice, right? What are they going to draft, like 18th, 19th, something like that? Get get another player to help. Plus Jabari Parker, maybe you can get a free agent. Hmm, You know, maybe Larry Sanders' replacement. Um, Maybe get some size in there. Um, If you like Michael Carter-Williams, well, then commit to him. Lock him up, and, and, you know, he's your point guard, and he can play D. Can't really shoot, but... uh, Right. I I think Kid will work on that. He'll teach him how to shoot. You know, he'll teach him how to or shoot, and he likes the length and the kid, defense. Right? He'll teach exactly. him how to shoot the three. Kid, yeah. which is just just pick one shot, right? You don't have to be. You know, <laughs> you'll never be Chris Mullen or or uh, or Steph Curry or Ray Allen, but just do something, right? Even be Bruce Bowen. Just hit, you know, baseline threes. You know, just pick one shot and master it, yeah. and get your free throws Definitely. right. Yeah, but you definitely, you know, the roster is developing and it's building, and good for Buck fans. I think, you know, you said it with Parker when he gets back. They, they, I think they have a right future. I like the new logo. We'll, you know, see how that goes. And then the last game on on uh, uh, Saturday that we got to talk about, didn't catch it myself. Saw the highlights and stuff. Um, I picked the Rockets. What did you think about this game? Obviously, they started off gangbusters, and it was hard for Dallas to come back. Thirty-two nineteen. Was it just too much James and too much uh, Rockets offense, or you know? The... You know, both of these teams were disappointing me because neither of these teams played defense. It was ridiculous. One eighteen, one oh eight yeah. in a playoff game. I mean, usually <laughs> playoff games are like eighty four, eighty. But these two teams don't play no D. So you know, I don't think either of the teams are going anywhere. But the Rockets just had too much. I mean, they just had too much. Power. How did Howard look? You know, he looked okay. Um, he only played 17 minutes. So yeah, they're they, still they building felt up like the minutes. Yeah. They're building up his stamina, building up his minutes. You know, Josh Smith turns out to be, for not the reasons that we thought, but he turns out to be a, a great pickup because of the minutes that he can play and the, and the positions that he can play, right? I don't know that and he just the pure talent. Does a little well, bit of everything, right? Talent. Yeah, yeah, he's always had yeah. the talent. But the ability to play you know, play big, play small. Um, and the guy we need to we need to tip our cap to is uh, is Terrence Jones. You know, throughout the year, this guy, well, he started off great, got hurt, and missed a lot of the right. part of the season. But I do like him. He's really, just got to be healthy. Yeah, he's really stepped into a nice little role there. And when Dwight Howard is healthy and Terrence Jones and Josh Smith are his, like, wingmen compadres in the front court – and Trevor Ariza plays some D, you know, that yes. that front court is the front court we've been waiting on, but not when you give up 108 points to Dallas. <laughs> so, you know, Dallas will play better. Um, yeah, Monty's got to step up, right? Monty Ellis. And Rondo only played like one good quarter, or had a good second. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And and you know Tyson Chandler is who he is. He he did great on the boards and he you know made his presence felt. But you're right though, Monte Ellis and Dirk Nowitzki cha- carry that team. The other guy who really had a bad game was Chandler Parsons. And I don't know if it's going back to Houston and if he was shook a little yeah. bit, but he just was off. He just was off. I don't and love him though. Yeah. As a role player, I think he's okay. He's a tall. Uh, stretch three, if you want to call him that, but um, he, he's a wingman, six nine. You know, he can fill it up, and and as your third option behind Nowitzki and Monte Ellis, with with a championship level point guard and Rajon Rondo and a and a defensive minded center, I think he's the perfect fit for that team. So yeah, I, I don't think he's I don't think he's a star, but I think he's a great. I mean, I think they may have overpaid for him, but putting that aside, right? right, right. For, Forget about money. I mean, I think this Dallas Maverick team is, is you know, built pretty nicely. They just need to figure out how to not – they gave up 118 points. They're a little slow defensively. Even though you got Chandler and Rondo, you know, they – when you look at, you know, Ellis and the Those are the whiskey. only two that play defense. Well, Parsons is supposed to play D, but I don't think – I don't think he moves yeah. well – Laterally, like I just, I don't, you know, I don't like that. But um, right, and it'll they be have nobody this, off the bench. This could, you know, Villain away, but yeah. Jefferson, well, where's Amari? <laughs> well, none of them play defense. Yeah. Nah, well, not defensively. Yeah, that's uh, that's <laughs> that's a sticky situation to say, to say at least. So let let let's get to it. Let's let's get to the NFL, and we'll then we'll you know wrap up with baseball. The schedule comes out tomorrow, so we'll know you know we know the matchups. We just don't know who's where and who opens up with the um, Patriots for the Super Bowl. They're saying it could be um, you know the Steelers, and you'll have the Bell and Blunt both missing the game. So maybe they'll do that. Who knows? Um, you know, or it could be a rival. Maybe they'll do the Jazz or you know one of the other games. Um, Chip Kelly. If, I'll say this. I will say this. In signing Tebow, it could just be, you know, like, hey, you know, Sam Bradford's not ready for OTAs and, you know, whatever. You need another quarterback. They might move Matt Barkley. Who knows what's going to happen, right? But if he ever found a way, whether it's the new two-point conversion rule that might be coming in and Tebow's the guy for that, or if he ever found a way to make Tebow work, this guy would be like – you know, the next coming, like he'd be the Messiah. I mean, he, I mean, Chip Kelly, man, he, I still say, I believe the guy's going for Mariota. I don't know what the master plan is. And we will see in what, 10 days, you know, and, and, and our preview show is Wednesday the 29th, 6 PM, Ray and Tay previewing the NFL draft and all our thoughts on the, the two quarterbacks and the other four quarterbacks and what's going to happen trades, everything Ray and Tay will be talking about in our preview. But to me, I'm so fascinated for this season to kick off just to see who and what the final tally is for the Eagles. And we'll know more so, like, you know, after the draft. By May 3rd or 4th, we'll know mainly what the roster is. You'll really know by training camp, but you know what I mean? You'll get a gist. But do you sense that this is a gimmick? Is he doing a favor to Urban Meyer? Like, what? Do, what do you? what's your gut? Chip Kelly, Tim Tebow. You know, when these coaches see players, whether they be talents or reclamation projects or what have you, they honestly think that they can turn any player into the right. best they can be, you know? So Chip Kelly, go, yeah. in my mind, 
firmly believes that he can get something out of Tim Tebow. And I think he can. And like you said, if you look at it as strictly a situational specialty, Tim Tebow can do some things in, in that system. And, and look, we knocked Tim Tebow, and we said he's not one of the 32 best quarterbacks. But I could tell you he's one of the 96 best quarterbacks out there. There are some guys that are not really that good that are out there playing a backup role, and I think Tebow can bring something to a team, especially if you carry three quarterbacks. Now, keep in mind that they want to get Mariota, and they may give up Bradford to do that or Barkley to do that, and then if they lose Barkley, then maybe Tim Tebow has a role. But it's just weird to me to have four quarterbacks, you know, especially – you know, if you if you were into Tebow, that's fine. You can be into Tebow, but why does he have to be your fourth quarterback? You know what I mean? Like have him be your third quarterback. So don't go out and sign Sam. Right. You knew Tebow was around, and you know they're yeah. both lefties. So uh, it's hard for me to root against my left-handed brethren. But um, it's a little ridiculous. Why now? That's my only question. Why now? Why fourth? And why now? seems like there's going to be a lot of pressure on Philly. I mean, remember this, with all the great fans, and they haven't won since Donovan McNabb was there in terms of getting to the playoffs. And they've never won a Super Bowl. But the Cowboys, Giants, and Redskins in their division, multiple titles. So Eagle fans are like, okay, Chip, you got the keys. We got some faith in you. We'll believe you. But you're making a lot of wild moves. You You better either get another 10 wins and make the playoffs or get 11 wins and let's get this thing going. I think um, I'll be interested to see where they go in the draft, you know, um, their first-round pick. Still think they need another corner. So, you know, maybe they take a chance on Marcus Peters from Washington or, you know, I don't think Trey Waynes will be there. So maybe they, you know, take a Kevin Johnson. Who knows? But it's going to be fascinating because I still think at the end of the day, their offense will be fine. They've got to build up that defense because they gave up so many quick plays. And I think he wants to run the ball more, Ray, because he knows he can't keep the defense on the field. His offense was, uh, you know, there were so many three and outs, you know, with all that quick, you know, hurry up and this and that. It, it doesn't always work. So let me ask you this. With Winston and Mariota, every, every other day is a new idea and a new, oh, they're going with this and that or whatever. Are you bothered or scared by this uh, civil suit from the uh, young lady at Florida State against Winston, or I guess it was to be expected? Does well, it phase you in any way? Would it deter you? It, it is to be expected, and it does it does bother me a little bit because, yeah. you know, it's sort of like where there's smoke, there's fire kind of thing. What else is going to come out, and, and, and what else can distract this kid? It's hard enough to learn, and I'm not being Pollyanna about this. I'm just trying to say I want this kid's full attention. I don't need him to going up to going to court appearances and having to fly back to Tallahassee and, and do all this stuff. I mean, I want him to be completely in the books, in the game plan. And, and I've never in my years and years and years of looking at pro prospects in the NFL, seen a guy who was, you know, Jekyll and Hyde, that mature and prepared 
on the field and that much yes. of a leader. Remember, we kept saying he has that old man leadership. He looks like he's 40 out there with the way he leads his team, and he's been through the block, and, and they won all those close games, even when he played terribly in three quarters. He had that yeah. something, that little something, and that it shows maturity. You would think that this guy would have his P's and Q's down off the field. And yet, at the same time, this guy is acting like a crazy, wild you know, sophomore at the at Florida State University, you know, who isn't the quarterback of the Seminoles, you know, stealing the stuff from the drugstore or whatever, from the store and jumping. Crab I'm legs. not even talking about I'm the crab legs, right? And jumping on the on the table at the at the you know at the student union and, and whatever. And I'm not even talking about the alleged, you know, uh, uh incident with, with the woman and everything. So I'm saying yeah. I never I don't remember a guy that looks so much ready so ready to be a pro on the field and with his teammates and how he conducts himself on the field and then so not ready off the field. You know, it's, it's I, fascinating. I don't know what to say. I, I really don't know what to say on this one. It, it's, it's sort of wild and it's mind-boggling. Just like at the same time, it's mind-boggling how the Chargers could literally switch their whole thing and, 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 and go for Mariota and give up on Phillip Rivers where, you know, Big Ben just got a new contract. Eli, you know, might get a new one. Now, granted, these guys have got rings, but I, I could say, you know, Phillip is as much of a gunslinger as those two, if not more. You know, he, he, if anybody's to blame with the Chargers issues, it's, you know, the GM, you know, who was there for years, Smith, in terms of ruining – um, the roster and the talent around Phillip, like every other year, he was losing another great player, receiver, running back, offensive lineman. So I just don't know if I would really say, okay, L.A., and, and maybe it's something where you can build your entire roster and you go to L.A. and, and say, listen, we need some time, but we've got this darling, great on and off the field Marcus Mariota um, which he'd be better in San Diego, right? More of a Polynesian community and stuff like that. But whatever it is, I, I, I'm not saying that Mariota is not going to work out. I do think he'll take more time. I think the kid is special and can be great. To me, it'd just be hard to give up on Philip. You know, that, that's going to be Especially so fascinating. And these if, days when you have – uh, Built-in protection for the quarterback. So you're good that they quarterback. Can stay to forty. <laughs> to forty. I was about to say, unless body parts fall off, you should be able to be. You know what is for thirty-three? You should be able to. You should be able to be good for another four or five years, easy. And I have my and, questions yeah. about Marcus Mariota in a pro system. So I would I not that. make that move if I were San Diego, and I, they must really, really like Mariota because. To, to to give up on a sure thing, and you know Philip Rivers is a sure thing. He may, I think he could win you a Super Bowl, right? I don't think you don't win because of Philip Rivers. Um, this oh, guy yeah, went no. into he... New England a couple times and beat them on the road. Over the past ten years, he's shown you that he can win big games. So I, I don't know. I don't. I don't make that trade. But obviously, you know where there's a smoke, there's fire. They're they're at least considering it. Well, do you feel this, that basically it might not be Tennessee, but no matter what, I think Mariota will be the second pick. Now, to me, if I'm Tennessee, I keep the pick and I go with Leonard Williams. I just don't think that's going to happen. But I think 
if it's not San Diego, it's somebody else. And I think Mariota is going to go too. Would you would you would you kind of agree with that? Are you feeling that? Are you sensing something else? I don't what do you think, think about? He should, but I, I no, think no, no, that's of course the way not, but... I think that's the way it's looking right now. I do. Uh, it looks like there's going to be that run at the top for quarterbacks, and then and then you'll start taking the big linemen. But all these machinations, and I guess Tennessee has, you know, St. Louis Rams blueprint in their, you know, right there on their table as to what they and do Cleveland with all three. He worked out with that guy. What uh, his uh, quarterback guy was is, is hired by the, the Browns, O'Connell, and Cleveland loves him, and the owner loves him. I think they're done with uh, your boy Johnny Football. And I think Cleveland, they're like, hey, we've got more ammunition than anybody, 12 and 19. Maybe throw you a third-round pick next year with with that. Maybe they move up. Maybe Tennessee's like, hey, let me build my, you know, Wesson Hunt's like, let me build, you know, build my roster a little bit more. Your boy Wizzy. Could you see well, that? Well, look, if they can do, if they can do what the Rams did, get two, what was it, two number ones and a number two for him, why not? And you know what? And there's a chance that Zach Mettenberger, your boy from LSU, can play. Uh, you still don't know. The jury's still out on him. So, wouldn't it be spectacular for Tennessee if Mettenberger, with that big arm? can play yeah. and you can pick up two number ones and a number two if you can pull an RG3 here why not yeah you could definitely get some defense and listen at 12 and 19 you get a stud receiver which they still need to help uh, the young quarterback you got a good offensive line maybe you get uh, maybe you go for a home run and get a real running back in Gurley or Gordon you know or you can maybe get this kid that's going to be dropping down Randy Gregory and it's so funny Ray because Everybody's saying how far he's going to drop, but I guarantee you one team is going to be like, you know what, too much talent. I don't know if it's the Saints at 13 or Cleveland at 12, but one of these teams is going to be like, nah, he's not going past me. I'll take the shot. Don't you, don't, you kind of feel that, right? Like, you know, everybody's like, oh, he might go to the 20s. He's visiting all these teams in the 20s. Like, you know, the, the Steelers, he visited the Steelers at 22. I'd love to get the kid. It's not going to happen. I, I just can't fathom him dropping that far down. No, no, no. But you know what? These teams might trade up, so you never know. You almost have to take that phone call. Your agent, I guess, gets that phone call, and they ask you to come in. Are you in ready? And just do it. Come in. I'm excited. I'm, I, I love – listen, Ray and Tay, uh, we used to always watch the draft. It's funny because we, we were doing this stuff before, you know, way back uh, before Todd McShay. Okay. Ray and I used to have, we used to have the notebook out, we'd get the pen and the paper, you know. And, uh, oh, man, do you remember that? <laughs> break down oh, the, the back yeah, of the man. Days. And every before time the internet, the jet... we used to write down all the picks. <laughs> oh, my God. And every time the Jet fans would be up at Radio City Music Hall and it was oh. like, they were always devastated, like Jeff Lagerman from Virginia. And it was just, every time Jet fans came out of there, they never got their guy. It was so funny. And as a Jet fan, we suffered too. But but the fans just were so devastated on draft day. <laughs> it's uh, listen. It is. It's one of those things where it really makes you see the power of the NFL, because let me tell you, 
some of those guys that would go to New York every year, you're going to see them on TV in Chicago. I guarantee it because the draft is it's something very passionate for you know for different fans, and I think it's good that other areas of the you know of the United States get it, and you'll see you know Packer and Bears and and you know other fans out there, Lion fans. So I I think that's a good thing um, coming up. This Thursday, next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Wow, it, it's it's so close. Listen, let's take a quick break, rock some beats, and come back talking MLB. We have three teams that are just rolling, and I want to find out from Ray which one is for real. Ray and Tay back with MLB. You got the Mets, the Dodgers, uh, obviously Tigers, Rockies. What are you feeling about three and zero Matt Harvey? They need to throw the Gotham City Batman sign up in the air when he pitches. Everybody's talking about that. What do you think about the Mets, man? Because this is uh, this is starting to be like legit, huh? I'm not sold on the Mets. I got to be honest with you, and I don't want to sound yeah. like that cranky Yankee fan, but. I don't know. Travis Darno is hurt. They're starting to fall a little bit uh, in terms of injuries, right? Blevins got hurt, and, and I'm not. Zach Wheeler's not coming back, so this is the team basically, and and you're basically relying on Bartolo Colon, and he can fall off at any point, right? And I think a lot of these guys, Matt Harvey's got three wins, but he hasn't pitched great. He's pitched okay. He pitched, pitched well. Okay. Um, he's pitched okay. But DeGrom. This stuff is so good, though. <clears throat> yeah, it is. It's great. It's great. But remember, you you know, the second year after Tommy John is the year that, you know, you really show your stuff. So I still have a wait-and-see attitude. I don't love their lineup. I don't love Curtis Granderson leading off. Um I, I think they're playing a little bit above their heads, and I think they'll come back to the pack. But you know what? Ten and three is ten and three, so give them credit. Yeah, no, no, I definitely give them credit. Um, look, you, you got to love St. Louis how they were taking care of the Reds, and they've over the weekend, and and you see, um, you know, you see what the Dodgers are doing, and I got to tell you, my Padres are really, five. Well, that's I was going to say, the, the team that we both have going, you know, to the wild card, I think the Padres are starting to sort of <clears throat> figure out who and what they are. They're starting to get, you know, better starting pitching, you know. And I think um, I think the Rockies are going to wind up being a better team than we both thought. I really do. I, so? I mean, it's, you know, it's only 7-5, but I, I, I just think that – I think they're going to be better. Diamondbacks are playing scrappy ball, you know. I mean, out here, I got to tell you, Arizona, man, the fans are a little impressed. Seven and six, it's early, but I, I do think. Look, the, the the cream rises, right? Cardinals, Dodgers. You see, the the Nats are starting to play better. Um, the definitely got like what the Cubs are doing. 
Well, you you, you, you hope that the Cubs are going to be, you know, a year or two ahead of schedule. They brought up Chris Bryant, totally ridiculous that he had to stay in the minors because they wanted to save that, <laughs> you know, save his, his arbitrary eligibility. Rules, yeah. But um, uh, the Miami Marlins are, are the biggest disappointment. I mean, this is a team that some had finishing second uh, behind the Nationals. Obviously, the Nationals. Yeah, I didn't believe absolutely it. What about the Brewers, the though? They only have three home runs. The Brewers have three home runs. I thought they would be, you know, bad, but you you had a little faith in them. Well, they I had did, two and ten, and right? Yeah, two and eleven. They uh, yeah, two and eleven. They lost. I don't right, know what yeah. to say, and especially in in the NL Central because life is not easy when you have to play St. Louis, Chicago, Pittsburgh, and <laughs> Pittsburgh. the Reds. I mean, there's no gimmies. Yeah. So that's what is that? Nineteen times four. That's a uh, sixty, or what is that? Seventy-six really tough games. Seventy-five games. That's half your season on really tough games. <laughs> so uh, yeah. you, you can't you can't fall seven games behind a week and a half into the season and still be okay. So so Milwaukee needs to panic. Well, especially over. when you don't have great pitching either. I mean, you know, you're yeah, like, Kyle Lowe started out as your number one pitcher. That's not uh, that's not a good look. Speaking of good luck stuff. Wait, A-Rod. Wait, just look at A-Rod say. for a sec. Good look. Yo, boy. he's, oh, he's so facing, he's doing good that. against righties. He's doing good against righties. He's showing a, a good eye. You know, he gets his walks when he needs to. I'm pretty impressed. I mean, the home run the other night was a shot. Was it 477 or something? I mean, something listen, like that. It was in I the 470s. I love it because at the end of the day, you, you forget the, you know, now, of course, some idiots are like, oh, he's juicing again. I'm like, oh, stop. Give him the benefit of the doubt. I, I, I can't think that negative. You know what I mean? Um, I, I like what I'm seeing, and he's actually the best bat on the Yankees right now. You know, so the Yankees common. wouldn't be even where they are without A Rod, and and they're not yeah, that great. They lost them. tonight. Six and seven. The Tigers, yeah, they did I lose know. tonight two one, but uh, this A Rod thing is 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 an enigma to me because the Yankees were probably looking to play him about a hundred hundred and ten games, but now they have to play him almost every day. I mean, as much as they can, he needs to play third once in a while, first once in a while, and then obviously he'll DH. And DH, yeah. A Rod is really the only offensive player that that you know doing big things for the game. Carlos Beltran is nowhere to be found. Shara uh, McCann uh, and all these guys. I don't know. The pitching's pitch. The pitching's pretty good, and 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 Miller looks like he's CC fine. wasn't bad. Yeah. But Tantus and Miller at the back end of the bullpen look like they're pretty decent lefty righty, you know, flamethrowers. But offensively, the Yankees are Yankees are struggling a little bit, and and A Rod is the is what's. But we're second, that I think we're second in home runs though. We're we're hitting it out the park. Yeah, you need that's the one to thing on. we're doing. Yeah, so, no, uh, I know. You got to get. So look, the, the Tigers and Royals are still doing good. Padres are um, putting it on uh, Colorado tonight, nine nothing. But I want to ask you about just another guy who was juicing before, Nelson Cruz. Now Seattle's not playing great. I think they'll turn it around. But with him, uh, Cano, and, and Speaker, they they have a nice little offense. They have a big comeback the other night. I don't know if you saw that. I thought that was an impressive win. What are your thoughts about Nelson Cruz, who, what, I guess he's leading with seven homers? I mean, 
that guy yeah, is. He's, he's playing softball. He's like, there's some people out there that are playing softball. Miguel Cabrera, <laughs> J.D. Martin. Like, th- these guys are putting up softball numbers. So, look, Nelson Cruz is going to come back to the pack, right? But he's hitting, what is he, in like 350? And he's got 14 RBIs. Oh, and Adrian Gonzalez. That's the other guy playing softball. Uh, oh, yeah. Nelson Cruz, you know what? This guy is a hitter. And he was a hitter in Texas. And he was a hitter before all the juicing. And, you know, I don't know if I put him in the same boat as A-Rod, but A-Rod was a great player who wanted to become immortal, invincible, right. and, and took the stuff. So, A-Rod, And Cruz was probably a very good player that wanted to be great. Right. I think that's probably and fair so to, to look at. You can't say, you know, he's not Brady Anderson, who didn't hit home runs oh, yeah. and then suddenly hit 50, right? Nelson Cruz <laughs> has always been a big swinger and a big home run hitter, and even from his days you know, in right field in Texas, this guy was always a, a, a big hitter. And with the protection that he has in that lineup, and you can't oh, forget about Cano, and you've got uh, you know a couple of other pieces back there, and, and then you've got you know Dustin Ackley and some of those other table setters getting on base. He's going to do well. He's going to do well. That's that's not exactly your your best hitter's park out there in Seattle. But, you know, I think he'll do fine. And and with that pitching staff, they'll be in a lot of games. So a little disappointing they that they're under 500. But uh, not no, don't blame Nelson Cruz. I mean, he's the only one, you know, really delivering <laughs> yeah. on that. Day. I was going to say, it's not his fault. I, and I think Cano will get, Cano will get going. Um I don't know if you like this little uh, beef with the Royals and, and, and the A's. Did you see that? Yeah, That's, um, I, you know, I, I don't know uh, what to think about that. because stuff. Yeah, because the slide was a hard slide, of course, but it wasn't anything out of the ordinary that wasn't yeah. done in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Like, when Dude, did it don't become? you feel like... They're so sensitive, baseball players. I know. Well, not only are they sensitive, but, you know, I get the self-policing. So baseball and hockey, you get the self-police, whereas what they're doing is criminal, you know, throwing at people's heads and, and slashing oh, people with it, sticks. But, but the, tr- the, the purists say that you need to let <laughs> boys be boys and let them self-police. So if you're going to self-police, then the slide was made. He got hit. That's it. It should be over. He walked to first, no big deal, but then Lorenzo Cain got hit, and then it, it, it re-escalated. The, the, the slide was a slide. If you didn't like the slide, then you hit him, and he, you get hit, and that's it. It should have been over on Saturday. It should have been done. It should have been over, it, yeah. And the fact that it dragged on all weekend and, like, well, you know, all these ejections and, and, and they're going to hand out fines and everything this week – you know what? I, but I don't know what you do though, because the purists in baseball say, "Oh, this is the only way the game gets regulated," and and these are these. This is what keeps people from really headhunting. So it happens every year. Nothing really to blow up about, but still, it's just annoying. Just play ball. Let's go. So let me ask you this: Are you more hyped up and excited for Saturday, May second? Mayweather-Pacquiao, or for this NFL draft, which will end earlier that day on Saturday, May 2nd. Because we're going to preview you know the what? fight. I think I'm tired this fight's of the last good fight. This fight is five uh, years uh, late. And he's, I he's know, but I'm getting hyped. You're not getting a little – my juices are kind of going for this hyped. a little. 
But I will okay. not give them my money. I will watch it after the fact. I'm not paying $60 Ooh. to watch this because you know what? This is five years late, and I'm tired of being really. I kind don't you? I kind of yeah. want to see that live. Ah, uh, you gonna pay sixty dollars to see it live? You know, I just feel like I, might, I just feel like they didn't give this to me. They didn't give this to me at the prime. I mean, you're seeing two boxers in their late thirties when they could have had this yeah. fight in their early thirties, and why over nothing? Over blood test. How you take my blood the day of the fight or not the day of the uh, fight? I know, took, I know. There's a whole story about how it took the head of CBS and Showtime and all and and Bob Arum and all these guys to get together. Yeah. Really, and it's not all only egos. That, but I know. They're gonna make a hundred million dollars off this thing, so we couldn't get together. You can't. Mayweather had me hype, man. He was like, "Yo, you saw what I did to Margarito? I'm a blank, y'all. I was like, come on, yo." <laughs> Uh, you know, I'll end up watching it. I'll change my tune in ten days. But, but I'm just, I'm just frustrated that it took. Because so you know what? Long. You know why I tell you you gotta watch it, Ray? Because it might be the last boxing fight that's even worth looking at. That's how bad the sport is now. It might be, but I, I, I do like one thing. They are starting to get back on free TV. So even though well, Mayweather happen, yeah. is one of the richest yeah. athletes in the world, if not the richest athlete in the world, because of pay-per-view and basically to the detriment of the sport in general, like maybe five people get paid in pay-per-view and the rest of the sport just dies and every, all the young kids go see UFC and other stuff. Oh, but yeah. I like the fact that it's coming back on free TV because a generation of boxing fans is lost, so now you need to re recapture the young fans. Definitely, definitely. Well, look, great show. Um, what, the Bulls, let's give them a little update. You, hopefully, if everybody's watching, Bulls are up, right? By, what was the last time I saw that? By three. Yeah, let's get a we'll score now. quick score update. Bulls are up. Oh, no, actually, uh, Milwaukee just took the lead, 72-71. There you go. Look at that, man. They got a lot of Lots talent. Of I'm talking I'm telling you, Chris Middleton jersey, Ray. That, that's your next move. <laughs> Look out yeah. for that NFL schedule tomorrow, and we'll be back Friday talking playoffs. Let's go Rangers and Islanders, you know. And, um, hey, thanks for listening and talking sports with friends. Have a great sports week. We'll catch you on Friday. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.